When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey, Crime Creeps. This is Ashley from Kentucky, and you are listening to the Case Watch Podcast. Yes, you are. You sure are. Ashley's a rock star. Yes, Ashley she is. took her cell phone, called 603 212 4600, and left us a voicemail. I love hearing everyone's voices. I cannot say it enough. It, it just brightens my entire existence. It's awesome. People that. People actually take the time out of their day to send stuff to, to call us. us knuckleheads. I know. It's so nice. You guys are awesome. I can't even believe. Did nope. you ever think when we started this that we'd be in what we're doing now, like the situation we're in? Like, I no. love it. No. You guys are our rock stars. I say it time and time again. And I'll continue to say it because we wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you. Nope. Guys, want to go ahead and follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. Go ahead and follow us individually on Instagram. I am at notmarkb. Charity is at charity underscore casewatch. I am going to do reverse psychology on the creeps. Everybody, follow Charity. Don't follow Mark. It's all good. Team Charity for the win. Mark, it doesn't matter. We'll let him stay 10 to 12 behind. We'll, we'll basically, you know, when you go to like a dog race and you see that thing that runs out in front of him, it's just like, we're going to hang this out in front of Mark and we're going to dangle it like a donut, which I really love donuts. Now yeah. I'm hungry. Oh, here we Great. go. Great. <laughs> Great. Handle it in front of me and be like, oh, it's within reach. It's within reach. And all of a sudden, like 10 people come in and I'm like, oh, we like Charity. And then it's just like, oh. Each and every week. So this week, I am encouraging you guys, charity underscore case watch for the win. Charity rules, charity for the win. I mean, that's all true. This is not what you were supposed to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you were supposed to say, oh, no, guys, mark for the win. Mark, mark, mark. Or they can just go ahead and to, to like both of ours pages. Honestly, 
It's all I good love fun. that you guys love all of us. It makes me happy. We laugh. So I'm excited because you told me no triple D this week, but I have the awaited, and I think it's very well. People have been waiting for this because we've talked about how amazing ancient Greece is. Yes. I have some more facts from then. I love it. We got to come up with a name. I'm I horrible. Know. Guys, that's that's your task for the week. Info at casewatchpodcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. Come up with a name for the segment, yes. and I'll send you an autographed Case Watch sticker. By the way, when you guys get the stickers, post them on Facebook. I love seeing Me it too. when we get tagged in it. Like I had a couple people who put it on their Facebook, like holding their stickers, and it made my day. Yep. It's so, awesome. Charity, carry on and show us what uh, some interesting ancient Greece facts are. Okay, I'm going to start right away. In ancient Greece, if you had scars around your eyes, you would be treated with crocodile dung. Mm-hmm. That's right. It would be the poopies of a crocodile. <laughs> I wonder why they chose the crocodile. I wonder why they chose half the stuff they did. It's so interesting to me. I don't know why. It really is. All right. So this opens up a broader non-Greece related thing. But I see this thing ancient on- Ancient Greece, Mark. Ancient Greece. Ancient Greece thing. This is a broader thing. I saw this going around on Facebook that said, did we stop exploding food after popcorn? Do we know if there's anything better after that? It's like true. It's like, how did we decide like, hey, uh, I'm going to milk that cow and we're going to drink that. Or I'm going to put these seeds in here and explode them. It makes you really think how we decided to do the things we do in life, because it's crazy. Would you have ever thought of doing any of these things? No. How did we get where we got? I know. It's great to see. I know. I know one thing I would definitely not do is treat lines around my eyes with crocodile dung. I mean, if it worked. (laughs) Oh, my God. You really would. I guarantee (laughs) you would. I'm not that vain. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) I think you might. I don't know. You think I would show up here to record... You wouldn't make it in the door if you with came in with that. poop around my eyes. <laughs> I, I would hope you'd do that in the comfort of your own home before yeah. you came in. Do you think I'd actually tell you if I did it? Come on now. Uh, I probably you, would. You actually would. I would. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. That's pretty good. Slaves were very important in ancient Greece, and their owners didn't want them wasting time having sex when they could be doing other things, Mark. Okay. It, it's it, it could take up, I mean- some people who have sex, it's really fast. Yeah, I mean, like I'm like thinking to myself, it's like, what? They worried about like three minutes of me not being productive? But other people, you know, takes a little longer. So okay. they, they wanted production. So they would be forced to wear a chastity belt, not a charity belt, a chastity belt. <laughs> I like that. It was called infibulation. This would entail a metal ring that would be wrapped around the pee-pee. It would seal things so tight that don't it would they still be, have those? I don't know that it would be extremely painful if they even got excited. Ooh, yeah, it was like a vice for the peep. Wow, ouchie! This device even had to be removed with a key, or maybe it's like a penis handcuff. Yeah, I, my mind is like wandering now. That sounds, I don't know. If I like this. That sounds cuter than a that device sounds when you just say like a, a penis cuff handcuff. Yeah, yeah, that's different. I don't know. Charity has weird church history. I sure do. The Greek doctor Soranus believed it was the woman's responsibility to think about birth control. If they would become pregnant, it was their fault and their fault alone. The man did nothing to make that happen, Mark. Ladies, I'm on your side. I believe that it is equal. Thank you, Mark. 
men would take no responsibility at all. Soranus told women that instead of using any type of contraceptive, they would just sneeze to prevent pregnancy. That's, I wish it was uh, that simple. That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, it was. After having sex, they were told they simply needed to squat, sneeze, and then rinse. Clearly, this didn't work. <laughs> if you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> and what I just did. Because Charity just like did <laughs> did this exact like little dance move over there which is like squat i'm like oh why couldn't we live broadcast this episode right i know oh my god the people do miss some interesting things that we do with our faces and oh our, they do our, half of listening to charity tell the cases is seeing her tell them because she's hilarious <laughs> i'm a little animated guys a little Toilet paper did not arrive in Europe until the 16th century. So what did the ancient Greeks use to wipe the bum-bums? Hopefully not poison ivy. Well, they used stones, of course. There's so many softer things in the world that I would have thought of before a stone. Yep. They'd use stones, and they would even keep them piled up in the bathrooms. Three stones are enough to wipe was a very common saying. <laughs> like, basically, don't oh. use all the stones. You got to save them from other people. Like, don't use all the toilet paper. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if they, they, they at least, I don't know, if they were like smooth. Did they clean the stones and reuse them? It it didn't say, but I would assume, right? Wait, you're not just going to. I mean, that's a good stone. Yeah. You Do you just, get mad if somebody uses your stone like a coffee cup in the office? Well, listen to this. It was my stone. That was my bum cleaning stone that you just stole. I'd be wicked mad. Yeah. Yeah, I was attached to those three yeah, stones. Yeah, couldn't people just hit, keep their own? No, because if it's a public bathroom, may, maybe if they had a home bathroom, they could have their own stones. You have to walk around with your own uh, stone bag. Oh, yeah, but where do you put it? Because they didn't wear much clothing. See, if they would have been in the 80s, it would have had a fanny pack. The, the fanny pack's a back mark. I have one for when I go walking. Okay, so yep. I never had one when I was younger. Do you have one now? I don't. We're getting Mark. Case oh, watch fanny packs but for I everyone. Have been thinking about it, Mark, because it could be so much easier. So much easier. But I don't know if I can make that fanny pack investment. I think if we had case watch fanny packs, you might use one. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's, you know what I want? I want case watch koozies. That's what I really I want. I want to throw this out there to the crime creeps because, as we know. Many of our crime creeps are huge animal fans. Okay. I would love some merch for animals. That would be fun. Like a little I don't case know where watch, we could have that done at. A though. little case watch t shirt for a puppadoo or a big puppadoo or kitty. I mean, as everybody knows, we don't really make any money off the merch. So but it would just be fun. I would be fun to actually get pictures. Oh my gosh. So I, know. I would make whatever people want. If people want certain things, I, you know, I literally just will ask them to do it. Do you know what delighted my life when I, I we, can just imagine when we asked to see pictures? Oh. And the names of the animals were all so cute and they're still coming in. People are still sending them. I love somebody had posted on that and I posted on uh, that page. I was like, Sophie approves of this post. Because <laughs> Sophie does does watch the Facebook because she's oh, always with Mark. She's been trying to get in here since we've been recording today. She has. She was meowing. I thought you guys were going to hear her for a minute. I know. She was quite loud earlier. She I was, was like, having Whoa. some fun out there. She was. And uh, we gave her some of her uh, 
kitty weed. Yeah, she had some catnip and she was like feeling herself, guys. She was like rolling around on the floor. She was like, like, all right, perfect time to go record. She was purring like with half her stomach up, but her legs underneath her. Uh, It was hysterical. Love that cat. (laughs) She's awesome. Okay, let's continue on with the whole bum wiping with the stones. If they had no stones, Mark, no stones at all, they would use broken pieces of ceramic pots. Ouch. Okay. Oh my God. Once again, there were still soft things back in ancient Greece times. I don't know, but like I don't want a ceramic pot near my can. Yeah, but you wouldn't use a shop piece. You'd use like the, I don't know. I don't I'm know. That makes sense. Sometimes they would carve their enemies' names in the ceramic before wiping their tuchuses. <gasps> oh my God. I love mm-hmm. this. It's pretty much like, yeah, you're only this good. This is what enough. I think about you. Yeah, that's what I think about you, man. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that I use this uh, to wipe my bum. They, what they should have done is put it in a box and like FedExed it to them. Like, here, here you go. I don't think they had FedEx back then, Mark. Well, they had like Pegasuses and stuff like that that could fly it over there. Oh, that's that's something we have to get into too, I think. Do some more supernatural things. I like it. I'm I'm down. Let's do it. All right. I have one more. Okay. And I saved the best for last, I think. Better than poop stones? Like that was pretty impressive, Cherry. Better than poop stones. Okay. Women's rights really weren't thing back in ancient Greece. They had no desire to listen to anything they had to say. They also could not understand lesbians. They could not understand lesbians. They could not understand why. They thought sex without penetration just wouldn't happen. Hmm. Okay. For this reason, it was firmly believed. Lesbians had ginormous clitorises (laughs) that they could use to penetrate another lesbian. (laughs) Uh... Wait, listen to this. They called it. The female penis. Wow. This, of course, was the only reason they were lesbians, because they had yeah. the giant clitoris. Just because of that. That's the only reason. That's the only reason they liked other women was because they had a, supposedly had a huge clitoris. What I don't understand is, like, and I feel bad for saying this because I am a man, how dumb we really are. Oh, yeah. Like, we try to make explanations up for stuff. Like, if something we don't understand, it's like, oh, it's because of this, and that's why. Yeah. Man, we're so dumb sometimes. I'm sorry to all the female society that had to deal with a <laughs> dumb man in, the, in their life. Unbelievable. The we're not sc- all dumb like that. The scary thing is, this belief went on for way too long. Just as short as 100 years ago, Sigmund Freud even believed the clitoris was behind the whole lesbian thing. Sounds to me, this is all about a bunch of stupid men not knowing how to please a woman. Oops, sorry, that was just my opinion. <laughs> I know, I right there with you, Charity. Unbelievable. Oh my God. Can't make these things up. Guys, if you have a name for this amazing segment. I think it is amazing. Let us know. Charity never ceases to amaze me. And like I said, that search history, wow. Yeah, it's pretty scary. I wonder where it goes once I erase it. It stays there. If you... <laughs> Okay, let's let's go through the things that we just talked about. <laughs> your husband walks by your computer and sees the three open tabs. Uh, medieval lesbians, poop stones, and the first one. What is he thinking? Like, I, oh, I got to move out of here. Well, you know, just we're all just more knowledgeable in the house. That's all. Oh, my God, because I know you and I guarantee you walk around and run these facts by them first. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's all good. Charity, what do you have for us today? Um, I have this story of Linda Hazard. 
Okay, I'm not familiar. And um, it was sent to us by Dixie, one of our crime creeps. Dixie is awesome. She is. Dixie, thanks for sending this in, and I can't wait to see what you guys are going to torment me with today. So Linda's full name was Linda Laura Hazard, and she is also referred to as the Starvation Doctor. I'm already not liking the sounds of this. Mm-hmm. Linda Laura Hazard was born in Carver, Minnesota in December of 1867 to parents Montgomery and Susanna Neal Wakefield Burfield. This is where she'd grow up. There really wasn't much I could find about her early life, uh, but at the age of 18, Linda would marry her first husband. I couldn't find his name anywhere, but they did have two children together. In 1898, she would decide to leave her husband and her children so that she could move forward with her career in Minneapolis. So she was like, bye. See ya. See ya. Don't want to be a mother. Wanna I just go. listened to the Case Watch podcast uh, all about uh, medieval times and why women leave men. So I'm out. That's very true. I uh, taking my poop stones and heading out of here. <laughs> the first quote unquote patient that Linda killed was in 1902. This was around the same time her divorce from her first husband was made final. When it became clear the patient had died of starvation, the coroner tried to press charges. Unfortunately, no charges were pressed because Linda didn't have a med- medical degree or license. Oh, that should be the reasons why charges are pressed. No, so basically, throughout this case, you're going to see that back in the day, their hands were partially tied because these people willingly went through this program. Wow. No, yeah, it's pretty bad. This patient willingly listened to Linda. You see, Linda thought all ailments, physical or mental, could be fixed by fasting. She especially believed too much food was the culprit. She even published her own book in 1908 called Fasting for the Cure of Disease. Here's a little snippet from her book. Appetite is cravings. Hunger is desire. Craving is never satisfied, but desire is relieved when want is supplied. So she's basically saying... She's making me hungry. She's basically saying if people just stopped eating for a while, they would see the real root of their mental or physical state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. Okay. I mean, hmm. some people believe in fasting. This, as we're going to see, she just takes it way too far. I myself believe in DoorDash. He does. This has been around for many, many years. Linda followed the teachings of Dr. Edward Hooker Dewey, an actual doctor. He's la- Are you laughing because of his name? I like his name. Hooker Dewey? 
Which do you like? Hooker. Hooker Dewey. <laughs> I like that. He was an actual doctor though, Mark. He yeah. actually was a went through the full program and schooling to become a doctor and was a licensed professional. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Now, when I say she followed the teachings of Dr. Edward Hooker Dewey, she read his book. Yeah, that's not quite the same thing. Like, she didn't take classes from him. She didn't go and sit through seminars. Okay, so and she didn't actually learn from him. No, but she he inspired her. Like, that is like if I read Advanced Geometry and then tried to get uh, a job at a high school teaching it. Yeah. It's a different thing. Well, no, I think you could do that, Mark. I'm pretty sure I could. Yeah, right. You know what? God bless all you teachers out there right now, especially now. Oh, my God, yes. I would not be able to do that job. Anyways, the doctor believed that fasting could be of some use to cleanse the body of toxins. Which it can be. Yep. Done I, correctly. Yep. I, like, do. I could use some fasting. <laughs> well, I, I, I myself have done like short fastings just to kind of like cleanse yourself. You know what I mean? I do. I don't think he believed you should have someone fast until they are close to death or they actually die. Edward wrote the book, The True Science of Living in 1895. He wrote, quote, Every disease that afflicts mankind develops from more or less habitual eating in excess of the supply of gastric juices. So he he did have some knowledge on this. Yeah. You know, and, and she took this and ran with it, though. So let's continue. I, that, I can't wait to see where this goes oh, off of this. Yeah. In 1903 or 1904, Linda would meet Samuel Christman Hazard. Sam had just been kicked out of the military for using army funds inappropriately. It has also been said that he was a cheating alcoholic. He sounds like a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely I, hook up with him. Such a nice guy. Yeah. Well, she didn't have any baggage with her. She left her kids with her ex-husband. So. Yep. yep. Since Linda cheated her way through life as well, it seemed these two were made for each other and Linda fell in love immediately. Can you do that one again? I liked it. Mm, immediately. That was kind of impressive. Thank you. The two would get married, but there was a slight problem. They're both cheaters? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sam had been married twice before and forgot that he was still married to his last wife. For this reason, he would be arrested for bigamy and spend two years in jail. So let's keep in mind right now. I would like to come back to this later on. Okay. That he was arrested for bigamy and spent two full years in jail for bigamy. Oh, boy. I kind of uh -huh. get what you're putting down. Mm -hmm. I'm putting it down. You are. I am. All right. I'm going to be severely upset by the end of this, I'm assuming. Guys, this makes no sense whatsoever. So you can kill people because you don't have a medical license. Uh, but uh, God forbid you marry two women. You're in jail for two years. Two years. That is unbelievable. Isn't it? Come on, early 1900s. Let's get, let's, let's, that's a little much. Get into the 20th century, guys. That's a little crazy. Yeah, come on. Anyway, Sam was released from jail in 1906. The couple, still madly in love, decided to make a new beginning for themselves. I hope we get divorced first. <laughs> and, right? And move to Olala, Kitsap County, Washington. I'm going to say you pronounced nope. at least one of them wrong. I think, all right. Any of our listeners in Washington, please tell me. I'm really proud of myself. Olala, Kitsap, Kitsap County, Washington. Okay. I want to say I did an okay job, but if I didn't, please correct me. Linda wanted to open an office in Seattle so she could share her super professional and educated practices of fasting. 
because, you know, she has so much knowledge on it. Well, you know, Charity, I read a book, so I'm now professional. Let me open up my medical, non-medical office. That's all it takes, I guess, in the 1900s. Yeah. You medical slash non-medical. Yeah. I don't, it, it gets worse. There was a little problem. Linda did not have a medical degree, but she was granted a license to practice medicine in Washington State. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, during this time, certain individuals that were practicing alternative medicine were able to get a license to practice. Oh boy, things seem to be going a little too well for Linda. Things are going a little too smoothly, don't you think? I do. Like how? How? Hi, I'd like to help people by fasting. And I bet she was, I don't know, I bet she presented herself really well. I don't have a problem with people seeking alternative medicine to eat their own like provolone. Yep. I don't care. But I have a problem with people not checking out maybe some of the science behind Well, here's some my of thing, right? Fasting is out there. Many people have tried it. Like I said, I've done it before to cleanse. Yeah. Like, I totally do think there's benefits in it. Now, Absolutely. if somebody is fasting to the point and you're claiming to be a medical professional and you can tell, even if you're not a medical professional, that this person is close to death, that, Correct. Is, the, that is the problem. Yep. I agree. So she was licensed and ready to open her practice. She would call her treatment facility... Wilderness Heights, but the locals referred to it as Starvation Heights. Ugh. Not good. No. I mean, the, Wilderness Heights sounds great. It does. It sounds like, you know, really like relaxing and, you know, a place you'd want to go. Yeah. Yep. Like half of the places in Southern California, they're like, you know, Whispering Pines oh, and this and that. And they're, it's like nasty areas. Is it really? A lot of these places are. Yeah. So uh, there was a whole TV show on it years ago, how basically before the internet got as big as it was, they would name these undesirable areas like, you know, Palm Tree Ave and Lakeview Shore and all these weird areas and people would just find them and like they would buy houses sight unseen, move across the country and realize like they're in Watts. Oh, wow. Or, you know, they're in Crenshaw. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Yeah. This was huge back in the day. I'm surprised you never heard about this. Mm-mm. It was a whole story years ago about it. It's crazy. Mark, I'm, I'm not as educated as I seem. <laughs> You're just a crime creep girl living in the crime creep world. I'm just a crime creep, creep girl living in a crime creep world. Sorry. I didn't mean. Now he's got me singing, guys. I do. Hey, <sighs> when somebody sends in a song, like it just puts us I in know, the mood. It does, but we don't sound like Christopher sounded, so... Uh, speak for yourself. My I mean, my my crime creeper song was pretty darn fire. It was. Patients not only spent time at the facility in Seattle, they also were treated at Linda and Sam's own home. All of Linda's patients would be told that the practices of starvation was safe and had been used for many years, which is partially true. She's yeah, not starvation, but you know, fasting is fasting is. She reassured them that she could cure any illness because with this method, toxins would be removed from the body and the patient's health would return, whether it be mental health, physical health, any ailment. I have a big problem when people promise people stuff like that. Me too, because you you don't always know. Do you remember the movie Man on the Moon? Yes. So true story like they have that whole scene where he goes and gets treated with alternative medicine and Mm -hmm. he actually spots out of the corner of his eye like the quote-unquote fake witchcraft that was going on and realized oh yep i'm gonna die now i know it was so sad and to give people that false hope 
I really have a problem with that. Yeah, false hope is not good. I mean, you can say we can try this. It has. It, we have seen improvements in some people. Correct. That type of thing. But no, don't, especially when somebody is at. Especially when you're doing it for money. Mm. That's the worst. Yep. There were many former patients treated by Linda that were amazed by the results and went on to live healthy lives. So there were people that went through, did a shorter fast than others, and felt rejuvenated from it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. There's also the people uh, in a pyramid scheme that made money, too. That's right. In fact, almost all of her patients were in the highest class of society, having plenty of money to pay for her services. But there were patients that wouldn't have these same feelings at all. So there were many patients that didn't think she did a great job or weren't able to tell people that they didn't think she did a great job. Let's just Hmm. say that. I bet we're going to have a few stories. Linda's treatments were much more aggressive than those of Dr. Edward Hooker Dewey. You know, the doctor she quote unquote studied under, or more accurately, the book she read, and then very loosely formed her treatments after. I know. That, that guy. That's crazy. Linda's patients would endure extreme starvation, lasting for days and sometimes longer. The quote unquote treatments consisted of diluted asparagus and tomato juice. And if she was feeling especially giving, the patients would receive a tiny little orange, I'm thinking like one of those clementines, or a teaspoon of orange juice. They would also be given an enema daily. And on top of that, they would be given very aggressive massages that would leave them in pain and bruised. Some describe these massages as beatings. I don't get this person. Let's go into the deaths. Oh, boy. In 1908, a wealthy Norwegian immigrant named Daisy Maud Hagland would die February 26th. The woman was only 38 years old at the time, and her body couldn't withstand the torture. Daisy withstood 50 days of fasting before her body gave out. Although it was made known during her autopsy, she was suffering from stomach cancer, which they didn't know about. So this poor woman's body was already trying to fight cancer and needed nutrients and love, not abuse. This is nuts. So clearly she got away with this one because they're like, oh, yeah, no. Yep. She was dying from cancer. Sadly, Daisy's son was only three when she died. That's horrible. I know. The next patient to die from the treatment slash murder plan, because that's really what it is, I think. Oh, yeah. The way she was doing it. Was a woman named Ida Wilcox. These names. I know. These old timey names. That was my grandmother's name. Oh. Ida. So cute. I like that. Ida fasted for a total of 47 days, passing away of starvation on September 26, 1908. 47 days of basically eating nothing. They're just drinking a little fluid just to keep them alive, really. Now, I have a question. Uh I don't know if I should ask it because it's going to come out soon or not. But is she forcing these people? Like, is she like holding them? Because no, I have willpower, well, but well, like I can't. I, I'll say I'm not eating for the next two hours, and I find myself like in the fridge. She ten minutes later, you know. She has them convinced that that this is helping them, and the more they get, go through it, and the more and a lot this of this makes it so much worse. It, it does because they're yeah. they're willingly going through this program. March twenty fourth of nineteen oh nine, Violet Heaton would die in Linda's care. And Blanche B. Tyndall died on June 18th from starvation as well. People were noticing that something was really wrong with the Linda's practices. At the time, Seattle's health director said there was nothing anyone could do because these patients were very willing and wanted to have this treatment. That is sad. 
really is. It's weird. Basically saying that, like, it's kind of a loophole, I guess, right? Uh, I, I, hmm, I try to get to, not to get mad here. I know. But at the same token, yeah, they're doing it willingly. They are. They think it's something that's going to help them. Under a false pretense. Right. But yeah, this is weird. I don't know. When her patients would pass away, Linda would be firm saying they had a pre-existing medical condition before they started treatment. She would make it clear that she did nothing wrong and her practices were perfectly safe. She would even do her own autopsies on her patients that had died. Remember, she isn't even an actual doctor. Like, Can you now, imagine like, okay, the so patient's loved ones are okay with this? You said it was okay before because they were willing. Once they're, they're passed yeah. along... That should not be okay. They're not willing anymore. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I don't get this at all. Doing her own autopsies. Yeah. Like family members should have been outraged over that. Yeah, you would think. She would do these autopsies so that she could confirm the cause of death wasn't due to her. But when the patient's autopsy was done by a medical professional, the cause of death was always starvation. It's kind of weird when, you know, somebody who's an actual medical professional right. does an autopsy and comes back with the correct ruling. So here's my question, I wonder, right? So family members, if they wanted to press charges, could they have? Or is it truly uh, because they signed away saying, okay, I this am- This is such a weird gray sad. area. Right. It's sad because it these really people is. signed away saying, listen, I'm giving her permission to, you know, I will stay in this for the long haul. I don't know. This is crazy. In 1910, the son of a British lord named Eugene Stanley Wakelin was found dead on the Hazards Olala property from a single gunshot wound to the head. That doesn't sound like starvation. At first, this was ruled a suicide. Later, it was discovered that the douchebag couple thought the 26-year-old man was rich because his father was a lord. When they realized he had no money, they allegedly killed him, so it was never proven. Allegedly, allegedly, they're very special, and they're getting. I I don't. It's really strange this whole this whole story, but very very interesting. Also in 1910, 24 year old Earl Edward Erdman. Oh, I love that name. I as soon as you started saying that name, I'm like Charity's gonna love this. Earl Edward Erdman. Oh my god. He was desperately looking for a doctor that could help him get rid of his painful stomach pains after eating. Apparently, he had a hard time digesting his food, so he was in a lot of pain, I guess. Earl had visited many doctors before arriving at the Hazards Treatment Center, and none of them had been able to give him any relief. Linda convinced the young man that her treatments would cure him of his pain. His treatments began on February 1st. Poor Earl was dead by March 28th. Earl kept a diary for the month of February. Wow. We will post that on our Facebook because it is really um, eerie to read it. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, it's very, I was going to put it on here, but it was just a lot to read. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just figured I'd let the creeps read it themselves. The day after his death, the headline of the Seattle Daily News said, Woman MD kills another patient. But she's not an MD. No. Wow. But she was granted. Then I'm not an MD, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. (laughs) Come on. The next poor soul to become a patient of Linda's was Louis E. Rader. He was a former Washington state legislator. 
another prominent figure with lots of money, just what the hazards looked for. Lewis lived in Olala and was suffering from really bad stomach pain as well as the last victim. The beginning of his treatment was done at his own home. The last portion of his treatment was spent at the Outlook Hotel in Seattle. It's been said that Lewis became delusional from the lack of food, and when health inspectors pleaded with him to stop treatment, he refused. Lewis was 46 years old and stood 5 feet 11 inches tall. His 37th day of treatment would be the day he died, May 11th, 1909. This once healthy man weighed less than 100 pounds at the time of his death. That is unbelievable. Yep. Isn't that crazy? That is. I I just, uh, I don't know. I just don't get how she continues to have victims and nobody is doing anything. Well, hey, that's, that's what I was just going to say the same thing, right? Like, it's not like it's one happened to one person who had like an underlining issue. This, th- there's many people passing away. Oh, you said that whole tagline from the newspaper. It's like, yeah. if they're noticing, come right. on, we can't do something about this. Give me a break. That's, that's a very good point. Well, she continues on in the same year, Frank Sutherland an accomplished lawyer, died under Linda's care, and C.A. Harrison, a well-known publisher, was also killed by her. Let's say it for what it is. She wasn't helping these people. She was killing them. I'm sorry. I'm saying it right out in the open because I I do not think by one instance, and this is just my opinion, that she was doing this for the right reasons. I'm wondering like, how much she was charging for this. I know. This Uh, had to be some sort of big cash grab. It had to be because these people were wealthy people. A man from Britain named John Ivan Flux was Linda's next victim. He died after fasting for 53 days. That is nuts. How? That is crazy. John came to America to buy a ranch, so he obviously had some moolah. Somehow, before he died, listen to this, he signed all his assets over to Linda. Guys, this is shady as, you didn't have to beep. All right, you ready for me to beep? This is shady as... <laughs> Sorry. Do you feel better now? Oh my God, I feel so good, you guys. I, like, I feel... I needed to get that out. Thank you for creating a safe place for me to do that, Mark, and not to offend anyone. You're welcome. Do you need any more beeps? Not right this second, okay. but maybe later on. Just checking for a friend. At the time of his death, John had just $70 to his name. This once very wealthy man had $70 to his name. These guys are douchebags. No doubt about it. That's an understatement. Yeah. Next up, we have the Williamson sisters, Claire and Dorothea. We're kind of socialites from Britain. Like when I read about them, it sounded like they had a ton of time on their hands. They didn't have to work. They had all the money in the world. So they kind of just. And this is the first time we've had Dorothea appear twice. Yeah. But the other Dorothea. Yeah. That name though. Because I do like that name. Yeah. This one goes by Dora. They were big fans of alternative medicine and were always looking for the next new fad. Like I said, they had a ton of money and they also always had a new ailment. So they were kind of hypochondriacs, I think. Yeah. And they kind of fed off each other, the two sisters. So one would say, oh my gosh, you know, I feel like this is bothering me. And the other one would say, oh yeah, me too. And it's easy to fall into that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I. Oh, I do it all the time. It's bad. I will get like, I'll be watching TV 
and like they'll be talking like oh poison ivy next time i'm like itching my arm yes I do the same thing. It's, it's like bad. it happens. Yeah. It's 100% or like, true. You have a really bad headache and then you're like on the Google machine. It's not good. Guys, WebMDs told me I was dying like 87,000 times this month. I try not to look things up. I do as well. I try, but sometimes I do <laughs> when I'm unsupervised. <laughs> Your computer. I'm sorry, computer. Uh, I know. So these sisters bought Linda's book and saw there was a pamphlet inside for the Institute of Natural Therapeutics. They knew immediately they wanted to be a part of this deadly program. The sisters didn't tell their family where they were going or what they were doing. They knew they wouldn't think it was a good idea. I'm sure they had gone through many other fad treatments and had been told they shouldn't do them. So it sounds like they were kind of known for this. Yeah. And their family was like, guys, stop spending your money on this kind of stuff. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to help It just makes you. me really mad when people pry on other people like this. It really does. The one time, though, that these two needed someone to tell them this was a horrible idea. They didn't. Yeah. You know, because they, kn they didn't know one knew. Yeah. Linda would put Claire and Dora in a Seattle apartment, telling them that the sanitarium wasn't ready yet. I personally think it was likely full. I imagine the hazards packed the place with as many people as they could to make the most money. That's what I think. I think they, that's why they had patients Probably. at their house. They had patients at the facility, and now they're putting people in in apartments. This is nuts. They're obviously got a bunch of money coming in. Obviously. The sisters would only be fed a tiny amount of tomato broth two times a day. They were also given very painful enemas. So painful, they would sometimes pass out. Isn't that sad? Yeah, this is not so fun. Oh my fun. gosh. If that wasn't bad enough, they would also receive the brutal massages. As soon as Dora and Claire started to become extremely weak, Linda would start asking them about how much money they had, etc. After two months of treatment at the Seattle apartment, the sisters were brought to the Hazard's home. So now they had them right with them all the time. Dora and Claire had a childhood nanny named Margaret Conway. So Margaret pretty much raised them almost like their mother because the apparently the entire family had a ton of money. So I don't know what kind of family this was that they came from, but they had their nanny that raised them. She received an alarming letter telling her to come to the Olala home ASAP. Margaret arrived in Seattle on June 1st. Sam Hazard was waiting for her and informed her that, eh, sorry to tell you, Claire died. Wow. But of course, not from starvation. No, not at all. Pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Margaret was told that Claire had cirrhosis of the liver and would have died no matter what. Like, no big deal. Why are you so upset? This is crazy. She would have died anyways. This was like, we, we tried to save her, pretty much. Yeah, we were the good people. Yeah. Claire's frail body was almost unrecognizable. And with one look at Dora, Margaret knew she needed to get her out of there. So there's pictures, just so you know. Oh, wow. Um, Of Dora sitting in a chair. And it's extremely unsettling. And they don't, I didn't, there wasn't a picture of Claire's dead body, thank goodness. But it was, it was bad. Like the nanny couldn't even recognize. This the, is like, nuts. And this is all happening under everybody's noses and nobody's doing anything. Yep. Margaret knew she needed to get Dora out of there after that one look. Thank God. It was clear that Dora was not in her right state of mind due to the starvation. She made Linda her guardian and gave Sam power of attorney. How did, how do they, are they able to do this? They're, they're well, they're delirious they, at this point. My God, though. 
it seems unbelievable. It seems this is the mo. Right? Yeah, this is their mo. These two dirtbags were starving the rich people until they dirtbags is way too nice of a name for is. these scumbags. Until they weren't mentally with it anymore and stealing their money. Oh my god, I just oh, there's gonna be a. I need a. Tell me when. Okay, I'll do this with okay. my pointer. The mother <laughs> also got Claire to sign over her estate to them just before she died. Even creepier, Margaret noticed that the biatch, you told me I could say that before. So you I'm can say that when people think that's fine. Yeah. Was wearing Claire's clothes and her jewelry. Oh. I mean, she didn't eat him anymore because she was dead of cirrhosis of the liver. I hate this. So lady. all of her fancy rich clothing, because I'm sure they had the best of wardrobes and the nicest of jewelry. This, this is sad. This douche was wearing them. Yeah. Linda refused to let Margaret take Dora back home with her, telling her she couldn't because Linda was now the woman's guardian. This is crazy. Uh-huh. Petrified of Dora's impending death, Margaret quickly got a hold of the girl's uncle, John Herbert, filling him in on how dire of a situation this was. Listen to this, Mark. This It gets really horrible. Okay. John went to the Hazard's home and demanded they release his niece. Linda would only agree if he would pay $2,000 for her. Wow. John was able to talk her down to 1000 What is she, a freaking used car? This is uh, a person. This is nuts. She's a person who's dying. Anyways, he fled with his niece. All right. You know what upsets me here? What? These, I, I, don't I, I almost need to beat Do it. myself. Do it. Do it. These A-hats yep. are getting away with murdering people. But if this guy would have taken... His relative out of there, he, he would have been arrested. He could have got arrested because, yeah. How is this acceptable? It's not. This is unbelievable. Dixie Carter, this is your fault that I'm uh, this upset. Oh, don't blame Dixie. No, Dixie, this is a great case. This it is. is you I got me never heard hanging on the edge of my seat. So I had never heard of this. Thank you for sending this one in. Yeah. So he and his niece fled. She was only 50 pounds in days away from death. Like they just. Five zero. Five zero. They just barely saved her. Ah, uh, I don't know what to say. I know. We, all of us who are parents who have had children know what a 50 pound toddler looks like. Uh-huh. A grown woman. Well, there's a picture. We're gonna have to put it on the but page. But thank God, when you when creeps, when you look at the picture, just know that she was saved by the skin of her teeth. So, oh, this is sickening. Yeah. Finally, something was done, and on August eleventh, nineteen eleven, Linda Hazard was arrested for the death of Claire Wilson. So the family was like not having it. Yeah, good. The family said we we know that she died because you starved her to death. And was not going to let it go. Good. The prosecution called nurses that worked for Linda to the stand, and their testimony was damning. They told the jury about all the torture the sisters went through, the starving, the enemas, and the physical abuse. So she was only being prosecuted for Claire's death. No, None of the other deaths. This is unbelievable. So I don't believe they could bring the other deaths into this particular courtroom. Good luck finding a jury that isn't aware of what's going on, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you had already said before about the newspaper yep. articles. It was also made known that she waited until Claire was mentally incompetent and forged her name to sign over her estate. So she she forged her name. 
Yeah, grade A douchebag right here. Oh, definitely. Linda would complain that she was simply being attacked for being a successful woman in a man's world. She, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That was her, like, go-to. She also denied any deaths from starvation, saying all patients that died had done so because of previous ailments. I don't think so. I can't stand this lady. The jury would ultimately find Linda guilty of manslaughter. Praise the Lord. But only manslaughter. That's the sad part. I think it should have been murder. Yeah. Not manslaughter. But at least they found her guilty of something. That's true. But what about all the forging and stuff, too? Could they not prove that, I wonder? I don't know. Didn't really say much about that. This whole thing is sad. This is going to infuriate Mark, guys. Oh, great. Thanks, Charity. She was sentenced to two to 20 years and was sent to Washington State Penitentiary to do hard labor. Two, two to 20 years. Uh, and what about Sam? Yeah. He had it, no fault at this? Unbelievable. Yeah, infuriate me. Like, I'm steaming now. I know. I, I love the fact that, like, we're obviously getting near the end of this episode, and now I'm wound for sound. Thanks, Charity. <laughs> I think the creeps are going to be really angry, too. The other guy got two years at the beginning of this case. Yeah, he her already, husband. He already served his two years. Yeah, two years. Two years, because he was still married. She got... Two years um, for... Yeah, I'm... I'm <clears throat> I'm aggravated. It's going to get worse. Sorry. Oh, come on. Melinda would only spend two years in jail. She was let out on parole on December 26th, 1915. Good old Sam was waiting for her just as she waited for him to get out of jail. You know, his two years that he did. So he waited for her two years as well. Yeah. Two peas in a pod. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Linda's practices were still very popular and accepted in New Zealand. So that's where the couple would move and Linda would continue to practice telling everyone that she was a certified doctor, even though the fake license she had in Washington was revoked after her arrest. This lady is wow. Yep. New Zealand authorities found out she was practicing without a license and lying to people. She was charged for this. Thank God. Hopefully she got more in two years. But only had to pay a small amount of money. Oh, like, holy crap. This lady killed all those people and is still going. She's still going. I can't even believe this. This one fired me up, guys. In 1920, the lovely couple would return to Olala and this evil woman would open her dream practice. This time calling it School for Health. How, 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 a million hows was this allowed? I don't understand. I really don't understand. I don't understand any of this. Sadly, Linda did not have lack of patience. They all flocked in wanting her help with different ailments and were happy to go through her fasting program. The only thing I could think of was that people that didn't know the entire story thought she was wrongly accused. Think about it, right? So yeah, the media wrote up about stuff. She only did two years in jail. So they figured, okay, if she was really a murderer. If she was really doing this, this is crazy. That's what I'm thinking as a person, because like back then, media wasn't like it is now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you had your newspapers and stuff, but like it, it, today she'd be all over the internet. P family members would be all over the internet enraged. Oh, it would be, this is unbelievable. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking people just thought, oh, the poor woman she was she's falsely accused falsely she's trying to help all these people because they didn't have the facts that we now have yeah you know this is nuts 
And there were still many others that went through her fasting treatment and lived, thinking she helped them. So there was also that. But those are the ones that maybe fasted for like seven days. Not those are the ones that they probably couldn't reek the benefit from. Right. They were too strong-willed of a person. They, right, she, or they didn't have the assets to steal true. from. So they just said, okay, you fasted. This was all about money. I agree. Like it's, in my opinion, yep. it was all about money. Yeah. I, I agree. Linda kept on keeping on and even wrote another book in 1927 called How to Get Away with Murder. Scientific Fasting. Oh, see, I, I, I would have went with Wait, a different title. There's more to it. The Ancient and Modern Key to Health. She's very intelligent. She's Not. very something. In a positive turn of events, the school for health burned down in 1935. Oh, I feel so bad. I don't know if it's known how. I couldn't find anything on it. It isn't known how many more people lost their lives under Lynn's care either, unfortunately. Because, you know, she kept that under wraps. Unbelievable. Right. Finally, some justice. You have a good look on your face, so you got me excited here. At the age of 70 in 1938, Linda died. She starved herself during a fast. <laughs> but this is, this is my honest thoughts, okay? Oh. Just my opinion. I bet she did the fast to prove how safe it was and ended up starving to death. I bet she did the fast to be like, screw you people. I'm not killing anyone. And the bitch ended up dying. Oh, biatch. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> Oh, proving that the, uh, wow. Yeah. I like it, trying to prove it something wrong and then dying from your own medicine. So this last little segment is just some charity thoughts. Picture me sitting with my headphones on with a little bubble above my head. Okay. And it's just my thoughts, my opinions, not Mark's opinions. He'll have yep. his own, I'm sure. I always do. And you know, crime creeps, please send your opinions. We love theirs. And I love how everyone spells opinion different, and it's amazing every time. I love all the different I spellings. I love all it. the different spellings. So personally, I don't think Linda was trying to help anyone at all. It could have started that way, and then she and Sam probably got money hungry, targeting the wealthy, promising them health. I still can't believe she was able to come out of jail and continue her practices, though. That... I am like, awestruck. Like, I understand that people voluntarily went through this program, but they probably trusted that they were in the hands of a medical professional that wouldn't take it too far. The entire thing is so sad and senseless. Guys, seriously, let us know what you think. I got to thank Dixie for sending this in. She might, I don't know, in the very beginning, she might have thought she was set out to help somebody she had a calling okay so but i think it turned quickly i think in most bad things there is at least a smidgen of a good intention at one point or another well not all bad things no but i mean you get something what i'm like saying this. something like this yeah this lady i'm wondering if she actually drunk her own kool-aid i really do was she know. really believe in herself i don't i don't know this is nuts this case i how could you after uh, after seeing so many people die because of this? Like you, this is this is a serial killer status, right? Oh, absolutely. So here's my thing. Like I said, if it was just one person and then you find out, oh my gosh, the one who had the cancer, right? Yep. You think, oh my gosh, that could be, that could have been because of that. But I, how bad would you feel if under your care, someone died from you showing them and helping them through an alternative medical experience. Because like we said before, there's many alternative medical 
things out there and many of them help people very much. Yeah, I agree. But if you are going to go through something like this, you the person providing the the services needs to know when it is time to stop. And if after you see two or three people pass away from starvation, you know what it looks like. I'm sorry, you can't oh, say yeah. you don't. I still am awestruck that she was doing her own autopsies. I know. How, how, how? I don't. Not to steal your multiple hows that you did. I had like 14 of them. But it's true. How was that even allowed? I don't know. I don't know, Mark. Unbelievable. This was a, this was a wild case. Creeps, let us know what you think. Make sure you uh, go on to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. It helps us so very much. Remember to give us a call in at 603-212-4600. Leave your excellent voicemails that we play at the top of the show. Charity, do you have anything else? No, I don't think I do. Excellent, guys. We'll see you next one. Have a good one. Bye, guys. See ya. I'm stealing my line back. You're not ending the show. That's my <laughs> job. You took my line, too. Have a good one, guys. Bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.